0: You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, the greatest podcast, the most highest quality podcast with the highest quality listeners from the highest quality countries in the history of the earth, speaking of which... I am joined by the highest quality co-host in the history of podcasting, Mr. Everett Farnell.
1: Steve, I appreciate it so much. You are, as always, gracious and kind, and I can guarantee you, no listeners from shithole countries on this podcast. None. We will not have it. I don't know why we let people down. Why we let those people this podcast listen. from those shithole countries anyway? <laughs>
0: I'm done with them. No more. Why are we letting them listen? <laughs> or even crappy companies. Why are we letting crappy business Get owners crappy. listen to this thing?
1: Forget about it. No more. No more shithole companies. No
0: more shithole. People companies. that have crappy crappy service, crappy products. They don't give people 100%. They don't follow through on what they promised the customer. Why do we let those people listen? We don't. No more. No more it. of that. What's up with that? <laughs> 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 oh, Everett, how dare you? Oh, you're just alienated You're you're a listenerist.
1: I've got to tell you something. This, this administration is a comedian's wet dream. I swear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it I really guess. is. I mean, if people don't understand already, as we usually do, we we joke around at the start of the episode. We are referring, of course, to the current earth-shattering, the earth-is-ending situation that occurs, of course, on a regular basis every week, which is why we come to you with a new episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast every week, because every week there's an earth-shaking, I can't believe he said or did that or what's happening, it's Armageddon, it's the end of all time, because now this is the final straw, now he's got to go, how dare he do or say or whatever... And this week's is his infamous statement on a hot mic or behind closed doors or whatever that leaks out that he just happened to say in a meeting what everyone, of course, is thinking is, why are we letting these people into the country to begin with? And it sets the earth on fire, and the anti-Trumpers go, well, he's racist. He didn't say the people are bad, but does anyone think Haiti is some kind of uh, heaven on earth? Is that well, the well-oiled machine <laughs> of a country that just spits out PhD candidates and people changing the world? <laughs> That's why we share Oh, my goodness. Much
1: like Reagan explained to Gorbachev, Haiti has to build walls to keep people out because
0: there's uh, such a huge flood of people. I have friends from Haiti. Haiti. They know more than anybody what a crappy country that is. Yeah, they they know that any time there's a storm, no one has electricity for a week, and people are starving, and the government is ripping people off, and you got to do any? I mean, aren't these the people that get in rafts and go on the ocean? They risk their entire <laughs> life know, exactly. just to get to the U.S. It, exactly. it that. Who on earth doesn't agree that there is, that the U.S is a much better country than Haiti. And so if you're going to invite people in, why are you inviting all the people in from all the crappiest places and not concentrating on somehow attracting all the best people in from the best places? And why does Trump talk that way, Everett?
1: Well, because that's what the first, he
0: talked that Because, because he's uh, a marketer.
1: Because he's a marketer. He he's does, a business like, person. And person,
0: so if, yeah, as that's the lesson learned, folks. I mean, besides all the fun that he had just from the whole brouhaha that the earth is ending because, of this. But the lesson learned for you, dear listener, if you're listening from a good company, because otherwise we can't have you listening to this thing anymore. I can't believe we let people listen to this. You're listening from Haiti stop businesses. right now. If you are running the Haiti of your of plumbing companies <laughs> in your city, stop listening. I can't believe you'll you don't like want to that. listen to this thing. But the lesson learned is that is the if you are old, come one, come all, I'll take anybody that calls and I'll go over and take them on. And you know, you know, you've been running your business for how long? You know there's a red flag, there's trouble. This is going to be a problem, customer, client, patient, member, whatever. You know that when you first talk to them, something goes off in your belly and your gut and you feel it and you go, I should not take this one on. I should sick this person on my competitor and make them take them on and wreck them. Their business. I'm not going to waste it's my time is. and effort on this person here. Tar, tar, if you about. don't, there's a saying, okay, folks. You got to know this saying, and I'm sure we've said it before because it's an old maxim in the world of business and marketing. If your target is everyone, then your customer will be no one. If you put yourself out and say, "I'll take anybody that comes along," good luck to you. You need to target the right audience, the right market, and that's what Trump just naturally—it just comes out behind these closed. That's what he's saying. Why don't we target the best countries on earth and get their best people coming in? That's how you build a company. That's how you build a country. That's how you build anything. Exactly.
1: Well, I I mean, look, if you're selling Maseratis or Ferraris or Lamborghinis, you don't want to go to the trailer park right? I mean, that seems pretty cut and dry. So if you're trying to build from an entrepreneur's point of view, if you're trying to build a business, you want to go to the people who want your product. Conversely, if you're selling a low-end, inexpensive product, then you probably don't want to go, you know, no-frills, inexpensive, low-end product, you probably don't want to go to the nicest neighborhood in town and start trying to advertise it because the people who live in $10 million homes are not particularly interested in no-frills, low-end, economic products. They want something that has some frills and that's nicer and that's, you know, I mean, what in, in every product category. This is true. So nothing wrong with marketing to the trailer park. That's fine if that's what your product is, but know who your market is and go after your proper market. That's what Trump was saying. Just like you said, we want to get the best and the brightest from the countries around the world that are run the best, that understand Western values, that understand democracy, that understand self-reliance. We want to get the smartest people from the best countries to come here and do their thing here with and for us. And that's the same thing when you're looking for your business. You don't want to go to the wrong market and try to sell the wrong product to the wrong market because you're not going to sell anything and you're going to go out of business. But if you can identify... Or
0: even worse, sometimes you do sell something, which means you're selling it to the wrong person. It's going to cause more trouble than they're worth. We've all had those clients, customers, that are much more trouble than they're worth and we're like, sorry, we ever did the work and took them on.
1: Exactly, exactly. So So here's the
0: deal. I mean, if you're putting on roofs... And you send out direct mail pieces or you put an ad or you send a val pack or whatever it is to a an area with lots of apartment buildings and you're looking to put on residential housing roofs you're wasting your money. What the that? You're going to be pretty frustrated and the phone's not ringing because everyone's renting and nobody's putting a roof on their rented place or whatever. Like you want to even send those out to the high end neighborhoods, don't
1: you? Exactly. Even even more so, when I was in the roofing business, we did top quality roofs. We decided to go after the top end of the market instead of the bottom end. There's a lot of people who go after the bottom end of the market and make a lot of money on volume, right? So I'm not discounting that. I, it's not right, my but there's that saying, room. there's
0: room at right. the top.
1: Right. We decided we chose to go after the top end of the marketplace. So we were selling, as I have said to our listeners many times in the past, we were selling roofs at about 150 to 200% more than what most people think would be a comparable roof. Now, of course, we put it on, we use better materials, we did things differently than most people do. So the roofs that we put on were higher quality, so it was worth the extra money. And we also better customer service and all that kind of nifty stuff. But we certainly were not going to go after the lower end of the market. We weren't going after Fifty and sixty thousand dollar houses. We're going after four hundred and five hundred and six hundred thousand dollar houses. People who had the money to spend and who wanted something that was almost like a concierge level for your roof. We would come in, we draped everything, we draped around the whole house. We went over the house time after time after time to make sure the nails were picked up. You had a thirty year warranty. I had a seventeen year complete one hundred percent leak guard warranty. If there's any problem with your roof for seventeen years, call us. We'll come back. we we'll fix it. I mean you know, this sort of thing and by the way, that warranty is still in place. So the people who had the warranty still have the warranty. So I don't want you to think that now that I'm out of the business all of a sudden that warranty's gone. It's not. Their warranty's still active. So we did these things and we went after the higher end of the market and we knew who our customer was and we knew our customer wasn't the guy living in the seventy five thousand dollar home. Not that there's anything wrong with that guy. He needs a roof too, but we made a conscious decision to go after a different marketplace. But if we would have been going and pitching people live in a seventy-five thousand dollars house and assuming they're not not going to do the roof themselves. They're going to pay somebody else. Well, they're not going to pay 150 or 200 percent of what the other bid was to get the roof done. It's just not going to happen. Right. That's the wrong marketplace. Even if it's a better roof, they're not going to pay the extra money. They don't care.
0: They don't have. Right. You're going to have a lot easier time selling high quality stuff to people that are already used to buying high quality stuff than you are convincing low quality by Walmart shoppers to buy a high quality roof. You're going to have exactly. a much easier time convincing Mercedes owners and people that stay at the Ritz when they travel and they fly first class to buy a high-quality roof. Doesn't that make sense, it, folks?
1: I hope it does. It, it makes perfect sense to me. And now... Now,
0: besides our advanced tip, now we, we, we're, get, we're almost getting into our advanced tip, which you go to Lessons from DonaldTrump.com, you get our advanced tip of the week, implement that, and make a ton more money than just listening to the basic tip. You know that. But I'll give you one little added side note, that when you express who your target market is it's not a great idea to publicly express disdain for who your target market <laughs> is not so Agreed. just a- which is why Trump did it. He thought behind closed doors, but he ought to know everyone's out to get him, and they're going to leak it, and they're going to whatever, and then call him racist. But like, great idea for Trump to think to himself and to tell in private his top advisors, "Let's figure out a way to target the top people to get them to come here." Not so great to be in a room with some of his enemies and say something like, <laughs> why, <laughs> "Why are we right? <laughs> <laughs> from these shithole countries?" <laughs> You do not want to say that at your Chamber of Commerce meeting where your competitors are, (laughs) is all I'm saying. Okay, that's not, or put it on your website. You don't want to do that in public, okay? We Although, don't want to do business with you, broke fucker. But I will tell you, as with everything, it's just amazing. We've been doing this for almost two years, and it's just amazing. Just about everything, no matter how bad you think it is for Donald Trump, it almost always turns out good. There's something going on here, like he will find a way to turn this into something good. Always does. It is pretty remarkable how resilient he seems to be, you know? However, that- I still do not suggest that you do that.
1: No, but you know there there was a guy, and you will. He was from your hometown as a matter. Well, I don't know if he's on home, home borough, but from your hometown. That many years ago, Don uh, John Donnie. So Another a Teflon, Teflon Don, Don, because nothing could ever, nothing could ever stick. Uh, I think Donald Trump is the second Teflon Don. Nothing ever sticks to the fucking guy.
0: Here he is, but somehow for you, dear listener, we don't suggest that, but we do suggest that you similarly think, concentrate, focus on how to attract, how to identify and how to attract your very best customers, your target market. That's why it's called a target. You want to target them, zero in on what they want and attract them so you don't have to, behind closed doors or in front of closed doors, ever mutter anything about attracting the wrong customers, especially if you are that prominent a person that is now blasted all over the world to see and to be made the subject of this week's episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. So with that, we will close it out for another week of course go to lessons from we'll see you there with the advanced tip and we'll be back next week with another episode of the lessons learned from donald trump podcast and if you're listening to this and you are not running a top-rate company don't come back next week okay why everett i got i really why are we letting people come back and listen next week if they're from a crappy company
1: we've got to put a restraint we got to let itunes know <laughs> That if you don't have at least a three-star, four-star rating, that if you don't have at least a four-star rating, you're not allowed to uh, – uh, you have to ask for an, uh, for an exception to be able to download the podcast. Otherwise, we don't want anybody from any crappy companies, period. Any shithole companies, pardon me. Any shithole companies, period. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner – Like Trump. Make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time, unless you like being
0: a loser. Some people do. Trust me.